The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Edwin Sproat, Sr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station, XTTV Channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station, KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station, KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KCSG Channel 8 of St. George, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona. From 11 to 12 midnight on station, KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world. With the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Cleve for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. to be locked bomb on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hunt Sr., in 1959 who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. 
I would like to take this time to welcome aboard station KCSG Channel 8 of St. George, Utah, along with parts of Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona, who started airing our telecast on June the 4th, 2017. It is truly an honor to share God's gospel of the kingdom of God with all of you. We pray the Lord Jesus Christ will bless and guide you closer to him through his blessed word. God bless you all. The born again child of God knows that serving the Lord calls upon one's talent, both known and hidden. Unaware of their abilities, the once shy and reserved believer are now able to boldly tell others of the miracles and wondrous works of the heavenly father. The soft spoken become emboldened to show the lost the meaning of God's word. They excitedly want all to know the love of the Lord. Those who, prior to knowing the Lord, would never think to display such affection of love and gratitude, whether it be in song, in prayer, or in testimony. Accompanied by Ethan Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ, the choir directed by Emilie Hahn will testify in song and sing praise to the Lord, the melody entitled, Show Them the Way. Please sing along with the choir using the words provided for your convenience.
Thank you, choir. The church band, led by assistant band director Christy Hahn, will play for you this majestic song entitled The Holy City.
Imagine a day we are in our heavenly home with our Lord and Savior. No more cares, no more sorrows, no more worries. There is simply joy, peace, and happiness. We will walk with those who have already gone home to be with Jesus. What a wonderful day that will be. Our soloist for this morning is Sister Amelia Hahn. She has chosen to sing for you her rendition of the melody entitled, What a Day That'll Be. Emilia will be accompanied by Christy Hahn on piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Ming on bass, yours truly, Mason Asano on guitars. Praise the Lord and praise his holy name. Thank you, Amelia.
The church choir will sing their second and final song for today entitled, Just Pass It On. Thank you. 
am humbled to play for you today on my guitar the number entitled, There is Something About That Name. And the name I am talking about, viewers, of course, is the beautiful, glorious, wonderful name of Jesus. In the normal routine that is life, an individual will work for a company for so many years with the goal of being able to retire, relax, and enjoy his or her remaining years to do whatever their heart desires. Many call their service to their company a drudgery. With the Lord, service becomes sweeter with each passing year. The longer the born-again believer works in the Heavenly Father's service, the greater the joy is felt in the believer's heart. Husband and wife duo associate Pastor Timothy and Amelia Hahn will give glory to the Lord by singing their rendition of this number entitled, The Longer I Serve Him. Today's number is dedicated to a sister in the Lord with the faith and humility of one 
whose service will surely not go unrewarded. With spiritual grace, she greets one and all with a wonderful smile and calming dignity. This number is dedicated to Mrs. Lily Bissett of Honolulu. Sister Bissett, because of your enduring faith, our Heavenly Father will continue to fill you and your household with joy and abundant blessings. May you have a glorious, bountiful, blessed week.
greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. Associate Pastor Jose Jandok. And I would like to repeat our television time, station, and locations in the Canoyas for a viewing audience. Especially if any plan to visit or reside in California, this telecast will be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KACY, channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZGO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KCSG, channel 8, and St. John, Judah, Idaho, Wyoming, and Nevada, and Arizona. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, five, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about the gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingZone.org. And now concerning our gospel service here in Homestead, Hawaii, service is held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel service starts at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer service is held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. And our coming keeper and church located at 1361 Pole Avenue. Gospel service is held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighborhood branch churches. Uh, service is also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaner Sr. in Kanakaia, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Avery in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. T. Law in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Kellen Tinawala Sano Sr. in Kolo, Hawaii, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawain, and Pastor, by Pastor Vesper Espera in Pastor North Scotabata, Minnow, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections, or if you desire to volunteer to continue to support this telecast and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And I would like to turn the program back to our associate pastor, trustee Adrian Swart Sr., who brings forth a spirit-directed and spirit-defined sermon. Adrian? Thank you, Jose. God's Word, the Bible, is an amazing and formidable resource tool filled with God's given answers to sustain a spiritual life in Christ Jesus and to become pleasing in His sight. Please get your Bibles out and join in the reading of today's sermon entitled, A Heart of Love for Jesus Christ. And today, dear telecast viewers, we encourage everyone to come out of the world and its sinful pleasures and to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. This is no more, there is no more time, rather, to be compromising with sin because we live today in such perilous times. God's reason for the periling, perils befalling mankind in this world is due to the rampant increase in iniquity and disbelief in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ desires that all men, women, and children come to Him in repentance with a willing and penitent heart. And mankind's only resource is to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to make all the crooked paths straight and to protect us with His name and under the cover of His precious blood. In 2 Corinthians 3, 2-3, therefore, 
it denotes. Ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart. Our lives are indeed an open book before the Lord Jesus Christ and all mankind, and it is of the utmost importance to live a life above sin, to the glory of God in all that we say and do in this earthly life. And we will become a blessing to others as well as to ourselves when our daily actions reflect the Spirit of God within us all and we exhibit the spiritual workings motivated by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just as the death angel of God passed over the children of Israel the night they left Egypt, he will also pass over his true born again Christians when he comes to judge mankind in this sinful and unbelieving world. Therefore, please pay close attention to every word of God presented in today's sermon topic. During their journey through the wilderness in, unto the promised land, the Lord God went before the children of Israel by day in a pillar of a cloud and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. The Lord God was with each and with them each and every step of the way. And he requires the same faith and trust today from each and every one of us. In the harshness of the journey, the Lord God provided water out of the rock two times and also made the bitter water sweet and fit for their consumption. He provided meat and manna when the children of Israel complained. And yet they still tempted the Lord God by asking, can God provide a table in the wilderness? The children of Israel camped at the foot of Mount Sinai when the Lord God called Moses to the top of the mount, as we read in Exodus 24, 10 through 12. And they saw the God of Israel, and there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of a sapphire stone, and as it were, the body of heaven in his clearness. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also they saw God and did eat and drink. And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mount and be there, and I will give thee tables of stone and a law and commandments which I have written, that thou mayest teach them. God's word exhorts in John 4, 24. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The children of Israel were privileged to see a similitude, manifestation, and manner by which God revealed himself to mankind in all his glory. Although they were in the presence of God, they only saw him from a distance and were specifically told to worship from afar off. But Moses alone was permitted to come near to him. His glory and presence filled the heavens, and his brilliance and radiance were likened to precious jewels 
that scripturally describes heaven as being in his clearness. In heaven, everything will be in clear view. Nothing will be hidden. Hence, the Lord Jesus Christ has established a spiritual path for every man, woman, and child to gain access to heaven through the gospel of the kingdom of God. This experience at the Mount of of Mount Sinai serves as a precursor to us of the things to come. And when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ and his plan of salvation, he invites us to come and sit in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ as the almighty God. At the Last Supper, the Lord Jesus Christ urged his disciples to assemble themselves in the upper room to partake of the feast of the Passover with him. And he then established his New Testament with mankind. Paul declares this in Hebrews 8, 1 through 5 that reads, Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that they are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern shown to thee in the mount. The established rites of the Old Testament worship foreshadow the things to come described in Colossians 2.17, which reads, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body of Christ. A shadow is the likeness of an image. And the Old and New Testament prophecies were all fulfilled by the Lord Jesus Christ in his lifetime upon the earth. Therefore, the tabernacle built according to the heart and mind of God first resembled his church and his body, which serves as a habitation of God through the Spirit here upon the earth. The tabernacle is also likened to the believer, wherein God's Holy Spirit dwells to lead and guide them as their personal Savior, Master, and Lord. And the tabernacle acts as a figure of the things in the heavens upon the earth. God's plan of salvation was put in force when Adam and Eve disobeyed God's instruction in the Garden of Eden by eating the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Sin and death were thereby passed on to every man, woman, and child who are born into this world. The Lord Jesus Christ had to shed his blood on the cross of Calvary to bring remission of sins to all mankind who will accept him and be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ himself was baptized in the river Jordan by John the Baptist, to give us a pattern of good works to follow. Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, approached Jesus Christ at night, seeking the salvation of his soul. 
after seeing the wonderful miracles he performed. John 3, 2 through 4 presents this revelation. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? The Lord Jesus Christ commanded Nicodemus in all mankind in John 3, 5, saying, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Peter defines water baptism as the act of a good conscience toward God. And the Apostle Paul explains that water baptism signifies the death, the burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter also preached to the Jews in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2.38, saying, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 4.12 also confirms the saving power vested in the name of Jesus Christ, saying, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Philippians 2, 9 through 11 also states, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, that at, that, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Colossians 2, 9 and 10 further exclaims, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. The apostle Peter preached Jesus Christ to the Gentiles in the church at Caesarea, and the Holy Ghost fell on all of them that heard the word, and in the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile, for all are under sin, and there is none righteous, no, not one. In Acts 10, 47 and 48, it states, Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water, that these should not be baptized, which have been received the Holy Ghost, as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Speaking in tongues confirms God's Bible evidence that the believer has been filled with God's Holy Spirit within. The 120 disciples were filled with God's Holy Spirit speaking in unknown tongues on the day of Pentecost to confirm the instructions given by Jesus Christ to tarry in the upper chamber in Jerusalem. And on the 10th day, they were all filled with God's Holy Spirit. We are complete in Christ Jesus when we possess the fullness of the gospel of the kingdom of God, as stated in Colossians 1, and 27. Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known 
what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus Christ is our high priest who dwells in the tabernacle of our hearts. He is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. As Moses the priests and the 78 and drank in the presence of God, they shared a personal communion, communion with God. The Lord Jesus Christ is likewise calling all mankind to come to him and dine with him. This invitation includes the salvation of the soul via the gospel of the kingdom of God and gift of the Holy Spirit, which brings all mankind spiritual strength and nourishment. When Jesus Christ came into this world, he came as the son of God and as God in the flesh. At the Last Supper, Jesus Christ instituted a New Testament pointing to his sacrifice on the cross of Calvary to become effective with his death as the testator. Jesus Christ spoke in Matthew 26, 28 and 29, saying, For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Moses, Joshua, Aaron, the priests, and the 70 elders represent God's holy people and royal priesthood. Paul highlights God's instructions for life in 1 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 4. Moreover, brethren, I would not have that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. In Exodus 24, 15 through 18, Moses left, left Aaron and her in charge of the people when he started his ascent to the top of the mount with Joshua. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount, and the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mountain, the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up unto the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. King David the psalmist declares in Psalms 24, 3 to 5, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessings from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of his salvation. Exodus 31, 18 also declares, and he gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. Moses ascended to the top of the mount to commune with God. And Moses, God's anointed leader, spoke with God face to face as their conversations were as a man speaks to his friend. 
However, the children of Israel as a whole could not pass through the barriers of holiness because of their uncleanness. Joshua, who resembles the child of God and an appointed leader, willingly ministered to the needs of Moses as God's anointed with unquestionable loyalty and courage. God spoke to Moses in full and complete revelations, just as he speaks to his anointed servant and in turn they instruct the entire body of Christ, the church, spiritually. We learn from the scriptures that God works in pairs. The number two indicates a witness with a testimony and verification. An example can be found in the two tables of stone. The two tables of stone given by God to the children of Israel have a spiritual significance. First, they indicate Israel as being a nation under the law. And second, they represent believers who are also being saved through grace. The first table of stone established the first covenant between God and man. And God provided the tablets of stone engraving the commandments with his finger into the stone, rendering it unchangeable. God spoke to Moses in Exodus 32, 7 and 8, saying, And the Lord God said unto Moses, Go, get thee down for thy people, which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf, and have worshipped it, and have sacrificed thereunto, and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Moses and Joshua descended from the mount, and found it, to be just as the Lord God had spoken to them. Moses' demeanor was immediately filled with wrath and anger because the children of Israel were in the place of sin and idolatry. The tables were thrown from the hands of Moses and broke at the foot of the mount, and this ended the first agreement. Moses then humbly persuaded God to repent of his wrath towards the children of Israel, and through grace another covenant was established. However, in the second covenant, Moses instructed, I mean, God instructed Moses to hew out the tablets of stone, likened to the first, indicating that mankind must come seeking the spirit of the living God, not in the table, tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart. No one was allowed near or on the mount while Moses made humble appears to the Lord's glory, saying, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. As believers, we too look forward to the day when we shall see the Lord Jesus Christ who has redeemed us from sin and we will behold him in his full glory. John the Beloved adds this exhortation in 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we shall, he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. On this second occasion, Moses separated himself from the world through fasting and sincere intercession for the children of Israel. And when Moses descended from the mount the second time, the glory of the Lord accompanied him as we read in Exodus 34, 28 to 30. And he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water. And he wrote upon the tables the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tables of testimony in Moses' hand, when he came down from the mount, that Moses wist not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come nigh to him. God's Holy Spirit softened the natural face of Moses, who represented the law, condemning sin with death. And today the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment of the law, 
brings salvation, grace, and forgiveness to every man, woman, and child who will accept him. Hence, our duty and responsibility is to maintain a heart of love for the Lord Jesus Christ and to prepare ourselves to hear him call his bride, the church, saying, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you would like to know more about God's word in the church and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Till our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor Edmund Spode Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless you and keep you all in the hall of his hands. Our church band will conclude today's Kingdom of God Crusade telecast with the anthem entitled, Bought with a Price.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.